beautiful surroundings this morning. Walking up here, I looked out into the crowd, all of you, our community. And it was so beautiful. All weekend, remembering and re-remembering that we are one. That there is no separation. We are one with spirit. And one with one another. And one with our environment. It's the very essence of love and beauty and grace. Light, life, peace, power, beauty, joy, all of it. And it's so wonderful. I now pass this prayer to Chris. And I just take this opportunity to give thanks for this beloved community for the opportunity to live together in unity, practicing our prayer together, practicing our meditation together, sharing the sacred silence every morning, living our spirituality in community. It is so powerful and so uplifting and it is <laughs> it's a booster rocket on our spiritual growth. And I know I speak for everyone that's attended this retreat. It's just amazing. So I give thanks for the love that we have shared. I give thanks for the awe and wonder that we shared. And that, we'll, that we will continue to... Hmm, continue to apply in our daily lives when we go back into our quote-unquote normal lives. The same wonder is there that is here because God is everywhere present. There is no spot where God is not. So this prayer is a prayer for remembrance. Remember who we are, what we are, whose we are, and why we're here. We're here to be the love God's love in human form and to share that love with our human siblings and with our animal siblings and plant siblings and geological siblings. We are one and as we remember that and live from that peace blossoms, love blossoms, compassion grows and humanity moves forward into its next best yet to be. So with a grateful heart, I pass this prayer to Lucinda. And for myself, I want to say ditto for everything that's already come before. And I want to add, thank you, God, for this sight, for the beauty that surrounds us, 
and for the insights for the insights that I have gotten and that I know others have gotten because I've seen other people writing in their journals too. So just thank you, God, for this time. Thank you, God, for this place. Thank you, God, for this time with my family and a growing closer, getting to know them better. Thank you, God, for those who put this together. And thank you, God, for life. And so I just say, and please join me in saying, and so it is. Amen. If you have instruments, feel free. Pretend we're at the campfire. Everybody, 
Welcome, everybody. Thank you, CJ and Cheryl, for driving up and joining us. We will actually be here as a group, if you looked at your schedules, till about 3 o'clock. So we're not done yet. But we welcome you to our Church in the Wild service. I dream of a time where we have a church of our own, where we have a yard space big enough that when the weather's good and we want to, we can just do this anytime. So thank you for being here today. If you have been here with us for the retreat, you're going to recognize the next couple of songs. We're going to do more music today than normal. So I invite you to sing along. And there are songbooks around with the lyrics in them, because we don't have our Jumbotron. <laughs> Jumbotron. We shall be known by the company we keep, by the ones who circle round attend these divides. We shall be known by the ones who sow and reap the seeds of change of life from deep within the earth. Stay on your feet, because this next one, you got to be on your feet. Opening up. Opening up in sweet surrender. 
That's true. So I want a, a free-range minister. <laughs> My very first idea for a business card was free-range mystic, and that was a long time before I ever dreamed of a church. So that was it, freelance. It, oh, freelance mystic. You're right. It wasn't free-range. It was freelance. Free-range fits you better. I think so, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we want to take a moment to make a conscious connection now with our global community. <sighs> we want to acknowledge the light of spirit within each one of us. <sighs> Feel that light it's pouring down upon us, but it's also radiating from within us, from every cell in our bodies, from all of the spaces in between those cells. We are beings of light. Yay. And so as we envision a, a global web that just encompasses and infuses the entire planet, 
probably way out beyond that. But we'll start with, with what we can visualize. Knowing that that light shines bright in each one of us. That that same light of spirit shines bright in every human being, no matter where, no matter when, no matter what. Knowing that that light of spirit shines brightly through every creature. It shines and radiates from the rocks and the trees, from the sand and the water, from the clouds, it's in the wind, it's in the skies, it's in the stars. And as we envision that light shining from everything, we can see and feel that we are all absolutely connected with everything. There is nothing left out. And so it becomes ours to take care of it all, to care for one another, to care for our brothers and sisters around the world, human and other than human, plant life and all the rest. This is our work to do as self-reflective, conscious human beings. It is the responsibility given us parallel the choice that we are able to make. Free choosing beings have responsibility and that's us. And so we just acknowledge our connection right here and now. And we kind of zero in on our topic, sort of for the whole retreat, but definitely for the morning that we are the ones we've been waiting for. We are the ones. Nobody else is going to do it for us, either in our individual lives or as a human family. And so we step into this time together, committed to this process of graceful unfolding of evolving humanity, of evolving the planet in a conscious and caring way, each of us making the choice to do our part. And so we just ground this prayer in spirit, just as we cast it to the winds to be spread everywhere. And we affirm it together by saying, and so it is. Amen. So this morning when I came to breakfast, I heard the cutest thing I've heard in a long time. This was, I'm, I'm calling it here, Kainoa's question. <laughs> you mean, you mean we have to go home? <laughs> Don't we live here? Can't we stay here and live with all our friends? Yeah. Yay! Anybody else ask yourself that question? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful question that reflects the energy that we have shared and are continuing to share here. That energy of support and um, 
caring. The way that we speak with one another kindly, the way that we listen to one another deeply, leads me to wonder why we don't do this more often with all of the people in our lives. And so I know that we can. And I know that this time reminds us, gives us some tools, gentle reminders of how and why that's important. So being in community, living with a community, even for, you know, three and a half days, it's a wonderful thing. It's really an amazing experience. It's really fun. Yeah. For a little while. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's also potentially challenging. Yeah. Potentially challenging. Yeah. Yay, Candace is here. Woohoo. So being in community like this offers us opportunities to see the many aspects of ourselves that are being reflected back to us through other people. Both our light, our kindness, our compassion, our desire to help, and our shadows. The places that we don't see in ourselves, and not all of those being negative things at all. Sometimes we don't even know our own light. So getting that reflected back is wonderful, but also seeing things in other people that drive us a little bit crazy, that make us get a little bit judgy, and then remembering, oh, that's me. Oh, that's me. That's just reflecting a piece of what I'm capable of, whether I let it out or not. It's part of me. It's not that. It's not them. In many ways, it's easier to live alone, right? To retreat, to just live alone. But we're limiting our opportunities for human connection when we do that. We're limiting our opportunities for getting to know ourselves better when we do that. <laughs> there we go. So my theory about being human, one of my theories about being human, that we came here this time around to have a particular experience, a human experience. Otherwise, we'd have shown up as a dog or a tree or a rock. But each of us is human. And a large part of being human is relational. We're in relationship with everything and everyone. It's what we are. It's what we do. 
So that means, what? It means life isn't all about me. This is news. I know it's news. It was news to me. But it's not all about me. It's about how I am being with everything around me. Who I am being in that moment as I relate to everything around me. And I can only learn about myself when I pay attention to what's being reflected back to me. I can only learn about myself by seeing the me in you and acknowledging that that is so and that it's not because you're just doing that thing that makes me crazy. I've heard it said that I'm not just the person that I see myself to be. If I'm in a group of five other people and we're having a conversation, there are six versions of me in that space. Neither one more accurate than the others. Neither one, none of them more real or more true. Six perspectives on who I am. I think it's important to remember that. And it's the same for everybody. Anyone you're running into, anyone you're talking with, relating to, you have a perspective about that person. They have a self-perception. And then other people who might be included have their perceptions. What's the truth? All of it. Or none of it depending on how you look at it. Not. Go away. So, I want to share some observations this morning. I'm going to come clean with you and tell you I got here this weekend with nothing for this morning planned. Nothing. I was very nervous about that because I've never done that before. But I want to share some observations from the time here so that maybe this can be a really real conversation. So I guess it will be conversational. I didn't know that either till just now. So if you want to shout out something or answer something, whatever, it's perfectly fine. So my first observation is this. We have way more in common than we think we do. Amen. We all want the same things in life, basically, the big things. What are those things that we all want? Love. 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 Respect. Respect. Acceptance. Understanding. Acceptance. Kindness. Security. Security. Belonging. Belonging. Joy. Companionship. Companionship. Community. Community. Fire. Fire, <laughs> says the fire keeper. <laughs> and we all do enjoy those fires. Yes, we do. Yep. Peace, right? Peace. Yep. We all just want to live in peace with our families, with our friends, with other countries, with... Enjoy. Contentment. It doesn't matter where on the planet you look, 
These are the things that human beings seek to find, and we seek them in different ways, depending on our culture, depending on our upbringing, our family structures. We all want to feel at home in our own skin, don't we? Mm -hmm. We all want to be real. We want to be ourselves. We want to have all of our basic needs met. That's all. Doesn't seem like too much to ask, right? While we share so much in common, what do we tend to focus on? Differences. <laughs> Our differences, yeah. If you look at any point in time where you're having a, oh, a challenge with another person or group of people, or what are, what are you looking at? Are you looking at how alike we are? No. no. How different we are. We're perceiving ourselves as so different and so separate. We're comparing ourselves to others in one way or another, right? We're making another one wrong and ourselves right, typically. Once in a while, we might be making others right and self-degrading comments and making ourselves wrong. But one way or another, there's a separation, there's a disconnection there that we're creating. We're creating it. It's not really there, but we're, we're creating it. We do this as individuals. We do it as nations. We do it based on politics. We do it based on religion. We do it based on anything that happens to be floating through our awareness in any given moment. We compare and judge one another because we have differing opinions. We have different ways of doing things. We have different ways of seeing things. Why do we have different ways? Okay, our upbringing. Because we're all different. Spirit needs to see all the angles of something. Spirit needs to see all the angles of themselves. Right? We say that God is infinite. Spirit is an infinite presence, energy, whatever word you want to use for it. But what does infinite mean? Infinite diversity. Infinite synchronicity. Infinite means never ending. Never ending. Forever and ever. So if not through its creation, all not just human creation, but all of creation. If not through its creation, how does spirit show up as an infinite presence? In everything. It has to be in everything. It has to be. And we're part of that everything. We're part of nature. This beautiful space has reminded us how much a part of nature we are. The reason for using indigenous practices around our fire 
is not only because April's our fire tender and these are her practices, it's because indigenous peoples all over the world were closely tied to nature. They knew and continue to know that we're not separate. We're not above, we're not better than, we're not disconnected from. We're just another part of nature. And it's ours to honor that connection, to honor the mother that supports us, to honor the energies, the spirits of the fire and the wind, to honor the directions, to honor the ancestors. It's ours to do because we have the capacity to do it. Right? So all kinds of things we judge each other on. We group ourselves up. What kinds of things typically in our society do we look at when we want to create groups? Well, religion. Religion, okay. Politics. Politics. Race. Financial status. Financial status. Sexual orientation. Sexual orientation. I accept you for Huh? I told him I accept him. Oh. <laughs> How well they drive a car. How well they drive a car. <laughs> no. How well they don't drive a car. How well, yeah. Or how they don't drive a car well, right? <laughs> yeah. An appearance. An appearance, just general appearance. There are many people in Redding, California that would walk up here and look at me <laughs> and judge me. I'm up here speaking and I am in my bare feet. I have been judged for that before. Okay? So we, we pick all kinds of things. Why do we do it? Oh, it's easy. Say more about easy. Well, uh, when you get into who you think you're supposed to be or somebody's not doing what you want them to do or they feel different or they look different, then you go, hmm, I don't know. Okay. Like what they're doing, or I don't like the way they look, or I don't like the way they're treating me, or all of the above. Okay. Easy to judge. So it's easy to judge. It's a story. Relatable. It's relatable. April. The same is safe. It's safe. Feel safe. Feel safe. Okay. Yes, CJ. And it's easy just to look at the surface, and then you don't have to really get deep down and get to really yeah. know. No, that's where I'm going. Lazy. Yes, lazy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so it keeps us distracted from looking at ourselves. It keeps our minds busy, keeps our mouths busy. We're looking outside all the time. And that stops us from turning it around and going within. Okay, so that's one observation. <laughs> that was one observation. In, in AA, we had a thing that, or it's a, something about um, what it, how, so it's like um, making a judgment before investigation. I can't exactly okay. mean the words. So know? making judgment before investigation. Yeah. Yeah. So here's another observation. Sometimes in our desire for connection, we reach out for community. We take the step forward. Say, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get brave. But as we start to open up, 
guess what kicks in? Fear. 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 Ego. 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 Judgment. We start noticing all those crazy people that are doing the things that make us nuts. Dogma. Dogma can creep in. Okay. So we're just going to copy what we've been taught, right? Confusion. What we see. Confusion. What we've seen by our parents. Okay, what we've seen by our parents. Guilt. Guilt. Fear. So we start opening up. The, the fear and the judgment rears its head, and we start to make up stories about how we don't really fit here anyway. I thought I was going to fit, but I don't fit. Darn it. I've done this so many times. It's self-sabotage. It's self-sabotage. Because it's really a lot less comfortable to do the hard work to look for the connection and the commonality to listen deeply to another to find where we can connect than it is to just figure there's got to be another place somewhere else you know many many monks I know in some of the Catholic um, different traditions when they commit to becoming a monk they commit to a community for life. They move into one space with one community and they're there forever. That's the commitment. If you think there aren't challenges that come up with that. Right? Can you imagine us doing what Kainoa would like us to do? <laughs> And saying, you know what, let's just all pool our resources and just buy this place. First hire a plumber, then buy this place. Okay? And we're all going to just live here for the rest of our lives. I could have pictured it with separate quarters, maybe. <laughs> if we didn't have to share bedrooms, yeah. Yeah. So it's a huge commitment that they make, okay? But we're in a culture that's accustomed to staying comfortable and making it as easy as we possibly can. And sometimes we perceive easy as, you know, this isn't working. I'm just going to go over here and try again. Or I'm going to go over there and try again. But guess what we keep finding? Ourselves. Ourselves. Oh, man. I show up. I show up. And there I am again. Wherever you go, there you are. And with all your stuff, with all these people reflecting your stuff back at you, dang, not again. Just keeps happening. Over and over. So there's an illusion at work. The illusion is that something out there is getting in my way. If that person just would stop that, <laughs> they would just stop it. I would be fine. That's not how it works. No. <laughs> it's never out there. It's a, whoop, there it goes. It's about how we're relating to what's out there. Thank you. 
It's about how we're relating to what's out there. Let's clip it down this time. There we go. It was clipped, and I unclipped it. All right. So what does it depend on? How we're relating to what's out there, what does that depend on? What we're relating with. What we're relating with? Giving it fuel. What did you mean by what we're relating with? And then I'll be over here. I can only see what lives within me. If it's not already there, I'm not going to see it. I'm not going to be able to judge it. Okay. So you're saying that it's what you bring. Yes. Yeah, you, what you bring. Okay, who you are. All right, and what was this over here? What's on the inside. What's on the inside? The lens you bring to the circumstance. There's no way out. There's only a way in. No way out. Only a way in. California Hotel. What did you say? Where you're relating from. <laughs> Where you're relating from. There's another piece here. Where you're relating from has a lot to do with how well you love and accept yourself. Oh, ow. <laughs> Oh, darn, not again. Not again. This clip is just being, you know, a clip. There we go. So, why do we come to places like this? To retreats and to spiritual communities and to all kinds of communities? Well, I can't speak for anyone else. Yeah. But so I can't find distractions so easily? So we can't find distractions so easily. Okay. I come because I get better at being me and I also belong. Okay, so you get better at being yourself. Especially when you're with people who the premise is that we're accepting of one another and inviting our authenticity forward. No matter what that looks like, right? Even if it's a happy hippie hat around the fire. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Questions that inspire self-reflection. Sounds like we're going within again. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So we're seeking to know ourselves better and to find connection and belonging with other beings. I want to do a little more, more um, chant-like singing right now. I'm feeling like we can sing right now. To help us remember why we're here, why we're at places like this, why we are in a spiritual community. So we're going to sing a song called I Am Remembering. And then we're going to follow that with, for Caleb, Love, Serve, and Remember. I am remembering who I 
split up parts if you want. Make a choir. I remembering who I am. I am remembering who I am. I am Why have we come? 
catch do we remember? Why have we shaken birth? Why have we come to love, serve, and remember? To love, serve, and remember. to love. I tell them to everyone and everything. Start with yourself and everything else. Everyone else. We're not talking an emotional kind of giddy falling in love kind of love. We're talking about a deep spiritual connection, a recognition and valuing of another no matter what a self-givingness, giving our acceptance, giving our trust, giving our forgiveness, giving of our stuff, our things, when it's called for, giving of our time, our attention, our kind words, our listening, our brotherhood, our sisterhood. What about who are we serving? Um, get outside yourself. Others, get outside yourself. 
and there's a peace. You have to take care of yourself first so you don't have it to give. Now there's that. You have to do that. You can't give what you don't have. But we can get stuck in making sure I have everything I need and taking care of my everything and forgetting to go beyond that. When all we have to do is look around us, walk Reading streets, just look. Just look around. So much need, so much being called forth, so many opportunities to serve in so many ways. What are we remembering? Who we are, what we are, what our purpose is. That we're all one. That we're all one. That everything's a miracle. That everything's a miracle. There's always more than enough. There's nothing to fear. When we're grounded in love, we cannot simultaneously be fearful. So if we're fearful of anything, we are not grounded in love. It's that simple. You reground yourself in the love and the truth and the remembering of who you are, and the fear melts away. It's really not real anyway. No, it's not. It's something we experience as real, but in terms of is it real, like spiritual principle, like God as power and presence and that kind of real? It's not real. It's just something that, it's a story we make up. <coughs> and do we experience things that feel like they're harming us? Yes, we do. But I'll share a secret with you. The less we stay grounded in that fear, the less we bring in those things we need to be fearful of. It really does work that way. That is spiritual law, that is principle. That's the nature of spirit at work. What we give our attention to tends to expand in our experience. What we're focused on and expecting tends to unfold in our experience. Even science bears that out. Physics bears that out. So if we can remember to reground in love, then there's nothing to fear. So this idea of service, the third observation I want to share is a self-observation. That there are many days that I get up in the morning and I wonder, particularly in rough weeks where I have a lot of um, mm, stuff. Stuff. <laughs> uh, stuff, so that's too vague. Opportunities. Uh, opportunities. Challenges, not not so much with myself. I mean, and I do have those, of course, I have those. <laughs> we all do. But I face a lot of people who are in a lot of challenge, a lot. I sit with that a lot, and I've learned how to not make it mine, and still be empathetic and compassionate, 
and understanding. But even though I don't make it mine and it doesn't weigh on me in that way, I do ask myself if what I'm doing with my life energy makes a difference in the world. Does anybody else here wonder if what you're doing with your life energy makes a difference? Yeah. Especially when some of the challenges that people face, they're tough challenges. It takes time to work your way through those kinds of things because you have to develop spiritually to rise above those challenges. And that's a process. It takes time. So facing people with the same challenges and the same challenges and the same challenges and the same challenges has the appearance that nothing's changing. And so what am I doing? That's my own, you know, that's me being stuck in me. What I'm doing making a difference. Because it's important to me. I know I have this one life in this incarnation, in this form. So after spending this time with all of you this year, and really just listening and singing and interacting and just being family together for this time, I, I would have to say that, yes, that when I have that question, I can, I can just go right to yes. yes. Because if it wasn't making a difference, see, it's that attractive thing again. There's so many beautiful people here doing so much good in the world. All, all y'all, good stuff in the world. I wouldn't be here with you if that wasn't also true for me. So I honor each one of you for all of the work that you do, whether it's serving other people in the world, whether it's tending to families and children, whether it's the self-work required to outgrow the current circumstances you're in, I honor all of that. And I'm here for you. We know that, darling. <laughs> We're here for you. That's right. And I know that. <laughs> Do you know that we danced around the fire, a, a few of us, <laughs> till 1230 this morning? We, we, do. <laughs> we, know. we do know that. And I went to bed with nothing planned for this morning. That's faith, I think. I think I'm growing in faith. You're rocking it. <laughs> so this is how we're creating family. This and many other ways. This is how we're actually creating that love-soaked world that we talk about yeah. every week. This is how we do it. We don't do it by throwing in the towel. We do it by coming back over and over and over again. Yeah. And, and don't even think about that because sometimes you don't have the plan, spirit will plan for you. That's what happened. <laughs> and I knew that would happen. I knew I'd go to meditation this morning, which I do every morning before meditation with everybody else. And yeah, that's what happens. It's like, what am I here to do? What am I here to do today? Oh, that's it. That's what you're here to do today be a reflection back. And that's why you don't make plans. <laughs> that's 
why you don't make plans. Because if, a lot of times when I make plans, Spirit remakes them in the last minute and drives everybody crazy that's working with me because they've got a different plan. So there. Life is what happens to you while you're making plans. All right, so I just... <laughs> Make God laugh, tell him your plans. Yeah. Gospel of John. Tell her your plans. Tell them your plans. I don't know. Tell somebody your plans. So I'm going to wrap up for this morning. Um, I want to make sure that you know we have a, a nice lunch planned. I, if you're up here visiting us, please stay, have lunch. Um, if you want to hang out for our closing sessions, we'd love to have you join us. We're just going to be coming back together and um, we have a closing ceremony with, with April and this beautiful planet that has served us and held us. And we have some sharing to do around uh, a soul's process that we did yesterday. So, so if you're here visiting, you're welcome to stay as long as you want. And we have food. And we have lots of food. We have had lots of food for three and a half days. <laughs> That's right. No kidding. <laughs> toilet paper we need. <laughs> uh, it's, to it's toilet paper we need, not food. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Balance. We had more balance this time because we had many cooks. It wasn't all just mine. Thank you, they say. <laughs> oh, oh, I see. Okay. All right. So as we wrap up today... We are going to go ahead and give you an opportunity to share of your financial good, should you choose to, to support the work that we do in the world. And if you're not prepared to do that, I understand that too. But this is one of our spiritual practices of circulation. And so it's just something that we want to have weekly ongoing. And so we're going to sing together as that's happening. And uh, let's see, I need a guitar. I need, yeah, practitioners with the basket. Oh, let's take the paper out of the basket. Please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good idea, too. Okay, so we'll, we'll do this so we can do our song, and then she said she'll put it on the lunch table, too. So we'll, we have a number of things we can do. <laughs> no worries. No. All right, one God. Looking down at all this paper, there might not be a transcript on online when this goes, oh. when this goes live. <laughs> I guess I could uncrumble the papers. Huh? <laughs> you, can, you can follow the YouTube uh, uh, approximate subtitles.
we are one God living in eternity. We are one God. And now I see we are one God living as you and me. Oh, one God. Oh, one God. Oh, one God. We are one God, one family. We are one God living in diversity. We are one God. And now I see we are one God living as you. Generosity. It's an idea that Spirit brought to me this weekend a couple of times just in case I didn't hear it the first. <laughs> Generosity and giving, whatever that is. Time, talent, treasure. For me, it was releasing the need to be right. <laughs> Thank you, Spirit. <laughs> So I just know that every message is a blessing, every gift. And I pass this prayer to Chris. Again, with gratitude for these gifts, the source is divine, the delivery comes through human hands, and so I give thanks for each person here, each godling representing the spirit representing the generosity and love of spirit on this planet in human form we give thanks for your gifts that allow us to expand our ministry allow us to do things like this that support the spiritual growth of our community but also for the good that we do out in the world for the other nonprofits that we support Shasta Interfaith Faith Works, Housing, um, there's one other one, Farmer's Footprint. Farmer's Footprint. All of that fits into our, our spiritual values of eco-spirituality, evolutionary spirituality, creating a love-soaked world. So thank you for your gifts, and I pass the basket and the prayer to Lucinda. Okay, again, ditto. And then I also want to say thank you for each, to each person for showing up so willingly each time there was something to be done. Mm -hmm. And thank you to those who shared their love of what they do with us, two especially that come to mind right now. And if I don't mention somebody, please know that I'm including you. But John, who put so much time and effort into the cooking, and let me tell you something that man can cook. <laughs> and April, our fire goddess. 
for leading us in ceremony and making sure that fire stayed happy. <laughs> Even giving it a drink every once in a while. <laughs> so many people who put their hands into making this happen. The ones who cooked, the ones who served, and the ones who came and grew. The kids for just being who they are and showing us some lessons. It's like, when did I lose that wonder? And to Dan, uh, Diana and Chris for all the hard work they do. So I just say thank you, Father, Mother, God. And so it is. And so it is. Amen. Just a couple more gratitudes. We're not going to think about the, you know, you'll find out online if you want to know what's happening. We're not doing those today. But what I do want to do is thank Tracy for her amazing work with the children. She is, uh, we love her to pieces, and we don't want to ever lose her. <laughs> we want to thank anyone who did any food preparation at home and brought it here. Would you stand up? Here. Well, first we're doing this. People that did it at home brought it here. Okay. Now stay standing, please. Now anyone who brought stuff and did preparation here to, to offer food. Anybody that worked on a food team preparing food at all. All right. Oh, look. Oh, look. Kainoa, you helped. <laughs> okay, add to that anybody who did any dishes. There you go. Okay. Huh? Caleb also helped. Caleb did a lot of work in the kitchen and as a choir director around the fire. Yay, Caleb. I want to call out the amazing. Allison, last night with those little children till late into the evening. She was just awesome watching after them, making sure that they weren't getting into any trouble. She actually looked like she was enjoying herself. <laughs> Let's see, who else do we thank? I want to thank my partner, without whom I could not do what I do, Chris. Thank you so much. My practitioners, Lucinda and Cherie. And we have a budding one here in Chris Neto. So. Hoping for a couple more in the next year or two. So think about it, folks. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for being here this morning and, and taking part in this outdoor experience. And I do encourage you to, to hang out and... Um, have some lunch, and we're going to just let that flow as it does. We have things heating. We also just had breakfast not very long ago, so we might give it a little space, visiting space, and then um, we'll see how the time unfolds. We won't be here any later than three. Likely we'll be done sooner than that. But if you'd all just hang out, that would be nice to, to help us bring closure to our time together. Yes. Diana? Yes. We want to thank you. 
Yeah. Yeah. For your time, yes. for your Thank love, you. for your growing of the food, the chopping of the food, the bringing of the food, for the for the planning of what each one of us was going to experience this weekend and letting spirit take over and for loving every single one of us we thank you all right well thank you all so much and we'll see you around the lunch tables all right